to the Learning Disabilities Association of Wisconsin's episode number five of Bites of Learning, The Holidays, Always a Season for Reading. Today we are caught up in the possibilities, the excitement, the adventures, and the wonders that can be brought to life in books. It is also a time when we're thinking of gifts for loved ones. Seems like a pairing of a perfect blend. Unfortunately, many of our kids have not experienced the beauty of the written word. We hope to help encourage that by sparking interest in books, Wisconsin authors, as well as authors who themselves have a learning disability. Molly Schiffler, a retired professor, and Linda Knack, both LDA board members, are here with us to give us a glimpse into the incredible journey of books. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Amy. Hi, Molly. It is so good to be here with you all. So I want to share that one of my happier memories with my own children was the comfort of reading at that time. I wanted them to imagine and go places through words. The types of books varied a lot as they grew. Pat the Bunny was eventually replaced with the Swiss Family Robinson. When we think back to our own childhoods, there may be a book that we remember sparking our desire to read. For me, that book was The Witch of Blackbird Pond. But it wasn't until college, um, when Mary Jean Seda brought me The Little House in the Big Woods, she couldn't believe that I, born and raised in Wisconsin, had never read a book from Laura Ingalls Wilder, an author that was born in Pepin, Wisconsin. And many thanks to you, Linda, for co-hosting and Amy for moderating, moderating this holiday book gifting broadcast for us. As literacy professionals, we're always looking for that special book or series that's going to kindle joyful reading in our students, like The Witch of Blackbird Pond did for you, Linda. So maybe series like the Hilo books by Judd Winnick and first in which the hero mastermind is an indomitable black girl, or Jeff Quinney's Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, both of which got my grandson reading with a flashlight under his covers, or for slightly older readers, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, from Mildred Taylor's poignant Logan Family series. We seek out books like these with the reading star power of the Harry Potter books, Think of those children lined up at bookstores at midnight because they were so excited about each new volume. That series brought rich language and vocabulary and quantity of reading, even to a generation that was fascinated with video games. The Marvelous World series by Troy Seeley, whose Harry Potter equivalent is a black twin named Lewis Pooh, has its magical setting in an urban salvage yard, not a British castle but it also has that same power to ignite a lifetime love of reading. How about favorite holiday stories representing different cultural traditions? Oh my goodness, I have at least five large boxes of just holiday books, but I've chosen just a very few to share today. One is Amazing Peace, a Christmas poem by Maya Angelou. It was first read in 2005 at the U.S. Capitol Christmas Tree Lighting. It's a simple story of a family who join their community, rich and poor, multiple ethnicities, Muslim, Jew, Confucian, Buddhist, Christian, to celebrate the holidays. The textured, softly glowing images convey that deep sense of peace that the poem speaks. Another favorite is Herschel in the Hanukkah Goblet by Eric Kimmel. It's a suspenseful but very positive Jewish folk tale set in Eastern Europe and it leaves you smiling every time. And then this last 
book shares another perspective on our current holiday. It's already appearing on the 2021 Best Book List and is very specific to these pandemic global, uh, global years. In Outside Inside, written by Vietnamese-born Caldecott-winning author Lei Wen Sam, sparse text is paired with scenes from all over the world at the height of the pandemic. One eight-year-old reviewer commented, I'm going to save this to show my own children so they can see how we cared for each other during the pandemic. Yeah, that can be some pretty serious books you're talking about. On a lighter holiday note, Molly and I both have Santa's Book of Names by David McPhail on our holiday bookshelves. It's about a struggling first grade reader who becomes a confident reader as he reads the children's names and requested gifts aloud to Santa aboard his sleigh. With the struggling readers in mind, are there books out there that our kids who struggle with reading can relate to? Well, yes. And as a matter of fact, Linda, these are both along a lighter note. Tying into a Milwaukee connection, we might mention the somewhat autobiographical and humorous Hank Zipster series by Henry Winkler. Hank Zipster is a grade school age boy with ADHD and a learning disability was easy for our students to relate to. As a tribute to Henry Winkler's starring role of Fonzie in the Happy Day TV series, which was set in Milwaukee, a life-size statue of Winkler as the Fonz is located on a river walk in Milwaukee. So at the Well Street Bridge, students can take a selfie with TV's official fourth coolest all-time character. And maybe they'll be inspired to meet his fictional counterpart in the Hank Zipster book series. Another popular series, also especially relatable for students with learning disabilities or ADHD, is the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan. The first book is The Lightning Thief. Percy Jackson, the hero, discovers that these traits are actually superpowers that he has because his father is the Greek mythology sea god Poseidon. Uh, kids may also be surprised that author Patricia Poloco was herself teased and hit a reading disability until a teacher recognized it and helped her learn to read. Growing up can be a challenging for all kids, and even more so if you have a learning disability or dyslexia. So what hope or inspiration through books is there? Uh, Amy, this is a beautiful time to give our kids hope through books. Um, I'm going to highlight just four children's authors that can do that. Molly had mentioned Henry Winkler, who was diagnosed with dyslexia at age 31, who wrote the Hank Zipster series. You can also learn more about him by going to LD Resources Foundation, Henry Winkler, Secret for Success, Determination, Hard Work, and Strong Personal Skills. There's also Dave Pilkey, who struggled with ADHD and dyslexia, but he transformed these issues into his own superpowers. He's probably most noted for the Captain Underpants series and Dogman. He actually earned a Caldecott medal for the Paperboy. Then there's Patricia Poloco, um, who started writing at the age of 41, and I believe once actually spoke in Sun Prairie. She is the girl in Thank You, Mr. Falker, who didn't learn to read until she was 14. Growing up, she always loved storytelling and drawing. Her books are about personal experiences that most kids can relate to. And then there's Abby, identified with dysgraphia, 
which affects spelling and handwriting. He decided to be a writer when a senior in high school. It usually takes him about a year to complete writing a book after many rewrites. Are there many Wisconsin children's authors? Oh, in doing a Google search, Wisconsin connection is evident. We will highlight a few. Um, for younger age students, there is Kevin Hankus, born in Racine, living in Madison. Younger children will enjoy Kittens Full Moon. And elementary age students are probably familiar with the mouse books, Chrysanthemum and Owen. Then there's Lois Elhurt, grew up in Beaver Dam. She lived in Milwaukee prior to her death in May 2021. Probably first known for her illustrations in Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Then there's Charlotte Zelotto, who lived in Madison, attended UW-Madison, author of 70 picture books, including William Dahl. Older students might be surprised to learn that Ellen Raskin, author of The Westing Game, is born in Milwaukee. Scott O'Dell, author of Island of the Blue Dolphins, attended UW-Madison for a time. Sterling North, author of Rascal, spent his youth in Edgerton. And Avi, author of Crispin and the True Confession of Charlotte Doyle, attended UW-Madison. And then there's Sarah Sargent, author of Weird Henry Bird, who lives in Oshkosh. Just had to give a plug there for my hometown. Are there any other Wisconsin experiences that could motivate reading? Actually, I'm so glad you asked that, Amy, because right now, the Milwaukee Public Museum has a highly interactive underwater exhibit and a replica of the evil Captain Nemo's submarine from 20,000 leagues under the sea. And coincidentally, Rick Riordan, the author of the beloved Percy Jackson books, has a new 2021 book titled Daughter of the Deep. Now, this is a spoiler. Anna Dakar, its Eastern Indian heroine, is actually the great-granddaughter of Captain Nemo himself. It experienced to motivate readers at all ages, the Bookworm Gardens in Sheboygan has wonderful literature-based attractions that are paired with over 80 children and young adult books, all the way from the Three Bears to Shakespeare. And they include riding the magic school bus, meeting the three bears, digging for a dinosaur. Unfortunately, it is closed right now over the winter months. And then finally, around the state, community and professional theaters offer a terrific way for children and youth to experience literature. For example, the Madison Children's Theater and First Stage in Milwaukee, which this year will produce Charlie Brown's Christmas, The Watsons Go to Birmingham, Macbeth, and Last Stop on Market Street, which was a 2019 Caldecott winner. Oh, Molly, that highlights how the sharing of a book can extend to a cultural experience. Young children in my family will once again experience the story The Polar Express, written by Chris Van Allsburg by going to Chicago and being on a very real Polar Express train. This activity can also be accessed in Green Bay, the National Railroad Museum, and in Elgin, Illinois. Ladies, where can I find high quality books that are good choices for readers? Oh, checking beyond Wisconsin authors with just the right fit for a gift may take a little research, but it is so worth it. You can Google top books for different ages, consult your local bookstores, or check out the nationally respected University of Wisconsin-Madison Cooperative Children's Book Center. 
Every year, the CCBC publishes a list of the best children and youth books of that year titled CCBC Choices. The list is organized by topics such as sciences, history, autobiographies, fiction for young readers, fiction for readers fourth grade and up, beginning readers, arts, poetry, understanding ourselves, picture books for early years, picture books for school-age students, they have it all. For sure. And another reading gift idea is a subscription to an outstanding children's magazine like those from Cricket for National Wildlife. Given the continuing COVID precautions, are there any other online sources one could check out? That's a good idea, Amy. Just to mention a couple, bookshop.com is a website that includes reviews of well-chosen books and then links to where they can be purchased, including independent bookstores. Another site is newpages.com. It's a website that identifies the nearest independent booksellers when you enter your zip code. It's a very comprehensive site, a lot of small book dealers as well, and it lists locations for both new and used books. And for this time of year, another great source, whether it's online or in print, is the New York Times Children's Book Reviews, especially the holiday edition, which covers the whole year. And then finally, I'd like to mention Read Brightly, www.readbrightly.com. It's an online listserv for families about children and youth books. It offers solid choices of age-sorted books grouped in specific clusters like readers who like Dogman or second graders ready for the next level or motivating books for middle school boys or books to build self-esteem or inspire leadership. Linda, how can kids access audio books online? Well, libraries um, are a really good source of books that students can listen to. Other online resources to consider are um, you can access BookFlex, Raz Kids, Epic, Storyline, and there's Storytime with Ryan and Craig. These are all things that are easily accessible on the computer. Okay, thank you. What about graphic novels to get older kids to read? Well, I'm so glad you asked about that, Amy. Graphic novels really have had an important role. It's kind of an entree into books for readers who are just overwhelmed by dense, extended pages of print, especially secondary students. And there are also many graphic novels that have excellent content, like El Defo by Cece Bell, who's deaf herself, White Bird, by R.J. Policeo, and The New Kid by Jerry Kraft, which won the Newbery last year. And I'd also like to add the Bad Kids series, um, the Bad Guys series, sorry, the Bad Guys series. Um, I know that I had a group of fifth graders who were determined that I would never read a graphic novel, needed to. So of course, um, we read it. But what impressed me was their engagement and their enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Reading had to be about them, not my personal preferences. So I agree with you, Molly. Yes, a graphic novel can be a good gift as well. I'd like to share this quote. It's from John Leonard, who was an American literary, television, film, and cultural critic. And he says, books are always better than movies. They are ready when you are. You are a participant and not a mere observer. 
You make the decisions, what things look like or ought to. You are gaining skills reading, not just being fed somebody else's interpretation of the story. So in the spirit of gift giving, bring joy, expand horizons, and consider a book to read yourself or share with another. Wow. Thank you so much, Molly and Linda, for joining in today's episode. You really gave a good listing of books that could be gifted for Christmas. There's, there's always a season for reading and the joy of giving books as gifts. We hope that you will be inspired to spark interest, explore Wisconsin's authors, and authors who themselves experience a learning disability. Giving and expanding horizons through books is a wonderful way to share the love of books. And for the listeners, thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you back for the next episode, number six. For more information or to join LDA Wisconsin, go to ldaamerica.org. And remember, it takes a group effort to have a voice loud enough to make a difference. Looking forward to the next Bites of Learning podcast by the Learning Disabilities Association of Wisconsin. Until next time, get involved, stay involved. Ladies, thank you so much for today's episode and your information.